it's an identity crisis and that's what I was having for 23 years of my life and what it is is like you don't know who you are you don't know whose you are so you're acting out of that and it's like everything that I did I was trying to find identity this is the unseen story first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love when his love leads a remarkable story follows You're listening to part two of Alexis's story, Light in the Darkness. The Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today. He just says two words very gently, and he just says, get out. And my neck just snaps to the left, like a 90-degree angle. I can still feel it to this day. It just snapped. I will never forget that. And then I lost, I mean, in that moment, I lost complete control of my body and what I was doing. So my neck snaps, my head goes back, and I start screaming. It was like horror just coming out of my mouth. Like, I could not make those sounds if I wanted to. It was horrific screams. There was like growling, hissing. It was just... It was just awful. And I tried to attack Todd. I've never, that thing, those things inside of me, they were so mad at the Jesus in him. Like I had never felt that much rage in my life. It was like, it overtook me. And I had four grown men holding me back. And I couldn't, I couldn't hear anything outside of myself. It was like I was convulsing and, you know, screaming or whatever. And I could see Todd was pointing and talking to these demons, like casting them out, but I couldn't really hear it. And I remember having conscious thoughts while this was happening, like thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so loud. Oh my goodness, everybody's looking at me. Like, this is embarrassing. Um, What's going on? And it just like, you know, I had no control though. So this is happening. And then I'm, I'm on the ground, eventually just convulsing. And all of a sudden I feel stuff come out of me like I literally feel things leave me and then everything stopped like I just I laid there motionless on the ground motionless on the ground and I remember in that moment I was like oh my gosh I can hear myself think for the first time in years and I had peace and I had joy like I was laying there with a huge smile on my face like wondering like how did this get here like what happened and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get up and tell my mom. Like, I gotta go tell my mom. And they're like, no, you won't be able to move. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't feel my legs. Like, I could not move. And I physically, I felt like a train hit me. Like, it felt physically draining. And it was like every bone in my body hurt. But mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I felt like a million bucks. Like, I was like, I don't care how bad my body hurts. I am. I am free. So I I eventually got up and went back to my mom and I took her out into the lobby and I told her what happened and she just cried. She cried and she instantly could see that there was a different person standing in front of her. And then I called my brother who I hadn't talked to in months because I was so mad at him. And I called him and I just cried and I told him and he was like, oh my gosh, I saw that stuff happen on missions trips, but I never thought it would happen to my sister. 
And and then later that night, I, I we went home after the conference, and my my dad and my sister were at home, and I went in, and I just I mean just full of life, and I just told him what happened, and like like my dad did not believe in that stuff whatsoever. I mean I don't think any of my family did. Like I know I didn't, and. It's it's been a total 180 since that night. Just a total 180. I cold turkey off of 10 psych meds that night because I thought, well, Jesus just set me free. I don't need these anymore. And I should have died medically from going off of all those. But I was like, oh, no way. He's going to keep me alive. And I went through terrible withdrawal for only a week, which is a miracle. But that's what really, I think, sold my family on it because I'm going through withdrawal and I'm throwing up, I'm like, you know, throwing up, going to the bathroom all the time, couldn't keep anything down, and I've got the joy of the Lord all over me, and I am so excited about life, but so physically, like, not okay, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is real, like, she is really happy, but really sick, but really happy, and it has just, it has just been me so in love with Jesus ever since, and I've just been on this journey with just seeking him and getting to know him, and I just, like, I I will never be able to fully comprehend what happened that night, but what I can tell you is that I have never felt so much love and so much grace like I did in that moment, it I was the most undeserving person and he just came down and just wiped out years of torment within seconds and it amazes me that all Todd said were two words but Jesus is so powerful that that's all it took it didn't take some like crazy prayer it just was like get out and that's it it was done and I don't even really remember like Todd I'd I, I don't really remember him. I just, I know that like it was Jesus who was holding my hands and it was Jesus who was looking me in my eyes and he just came down and he touched me and it has just been a game changer. Like once that happens, you can't go back. I'm, I am every day I'm at this place of like, man, I'd be dead if it wasn't for you. So every day I wake up and lay my life down so that I can serve you the best way possible. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, and I believe I'd be in hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm in love with Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's where I'm at, and my whole family's been affected greatly. My dad, who wouldn't step foot in a charismatic church because he thought they were quote unquote Fruit Loops, now is there every weekend. <laughs> so yeah. God is does not belong in a box. <laughs> he is beyond what you can think. And um, just to further what God has done, I was on three three medications for endometriosis. I had had multiple surgeries, and I had not had a period in five years because they had me on meds to stop my reproductive system from working so that the endometriosis would slow down. I am off all that medication. My, I have not had any symptoms at all for endometriosis. I am completely healed of endometriosis. I had thyroid issues. I had hypothyroidism. They found two masses on my thyroid, was talking about it being cancer, told me I was going to have to probably have it removed. And I said, what does that mean? Oh, it means you'll be on meds for the rest of your life. I said, oh, no. God did not take me off meds to put me back on them. 
And now my thyroid is completely healed. I am off. I am off all medication. I am on no meds. Like it is everything has been completely restored. Like he always goes above and beyond what we even imagine. And I believe the only thing, the, the, the only thing that led me to getting set free that night was because I was at the end of my rope and all the hope I had in anything else was completely gone. And I was able to finally surrender and say, you know what? You need to show up because if you don't, I'm, I, I, I'm done. Like, I can't do this. But it wasn't until I was able to surrender that he was able to come in and do what he had to do. The greatest thing that God has put on my heart for my testimony is that when, whenever people hear that you've been possessed, I think they are under the assumption that you were involved with witchcraft, like that you like messed around with Ouija boards or tarot cards or anything. And I didn't do anything like that. And I want people to know that, like, no, I, I did drugs. I drank. I listened to bad music. I watched bad movies, TV shows. I watched pornography. I was, I was involved with sexual immorality. It's like, no, 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 you don't have to do that stuff to have the devil come in and screw with you and mess your whole life up. You don't. Like, and every time I was doing something, I was opening up a door saying, come on in. I was in the devil's playground. And that's what people don't understand. They think they're safe if they're not doing certain things, but it's like, no, you're opening up a door. So my life now is being intentional with everything I do because if I can prevent giving the devil a foothold, I will do everything in my power not to. It's just, it's not worth it. Oh, and I want to say something that a lot of people don't know. So my hair is cut because Jesus told me to cut it. And I know that sounds really whack, but just hear me out. So I cut my hair and I didn't know why for a really, like for a long time. I was like, why did I do this? I clearly look better with long hair. (laughs) And um, a lot of people think I am lesbian or bisexual because of my haircut which is funny. It's just the world we live in. And what started happening was God started speaking to me and he was like, I want you to take the time you used to spend on your hair in the mornings and I want you to spend it on me. So I was like, oh wow. So I started doing that. And then he was just speaking into my identity and he was like, Alexis, the length of your hair does not define your worth. Because I was very much, I covered things up for years. So I used like my hair and makeup and like stuff to make myself look like I was doing great. Like, oh yeah, I'll just cover up the outside. But internally, I'm dying. Like, so it was just him. It was him taking me out of that place. And like, he even had me fast makeup for a very long time. And I rarely wear it now. And it's, it's, I'm not saying every woman needs to cut their hair, like not wear makeup. But what it did for me is it really taught me who I was and that I don't need these things to make me confident. I don't need these things to make me who I am. Um, I am simply just a daughter of, of God. And, um, and like all that stuff is pointless just to me now. It just really is. It's, it's just, it's not even worth it anymore. And it's so, it's so freeing to be able to have your hair cut short, to not wear makeup, um, and to still feel so confident in who you are. Like you just feel so confident. And honestly, I just think about, I would challenge so many women, like, like 
cut your hair off and stuff and see how you feel. It is, it's hard. Like for me personally, and I think many people I've met, um, I think, I think it's a, it's an identity crisis. And that's what I was having for 23 years of my life. And I think our society as a whole is having an identity crisis. Um, and what it is, is like, you don't know who you are. You don't know whose you are. So you're acting out of that. And it's like everything that I did, I was trying to find identity. Like the only reason I started drinking is because I was with friends when I drank for the first time and they, they were like, Oh, you're a tank. You're a tank. Like you don't even need a chaser. Like you're just going for it. And I, I was like, I'm a tank. That's what I am. I'm good at this. And I kept drinking. And I remember the first time I went to a psych ward and they told me, oh, you have bipolar one. It was something I held on to and went, oh, that's me. And I stuck the label onto myself. And it was like every little label that they put on me made me who I was. It was my identity. When I got, when I got delivered, I remember looking in the mirror for the first time and liking what I saw. And it's because God said, all of these labels that you've taken on are from the world. The only label you have from me is that you're a daughter of the Most High King. You are my daughter. That's it. That's the only label you will from now on ever take on. And I was able to look in the mirror and like, I, I saw Jesus. Like I saw someone who was worthy, who was loved, who was intelligent, who was beautiful. It was like, it was all a whole new world. That's what it was. Okay. what it was seriously it was crazy thank you for listening we know that some of what you've heard may be challenging for you we encourage you to ask holy spirit what he wants to say to you through this story we invite you to partner with us through your god-given resources of time prayer and finances without your sharing these stories don't spread to those who need them Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org.